Welcome to the Don Pravda and Erica Gray Show. The Twist. Welcome, folks, to The Twist. I'm Erica Gray. And good evening. I'm Don Pravda. And tonight we're going to talk about why the two-state solution is not biblical. Don, would you like to start? Well, I am, I am akin to many rabbis throughout my lifetime, and I can't think of any major rabbi. Of course, I am talking about the Haredi world, Orthodox. I'm talking about the Hasidic world, elite rabbis, those who are commentators from the world of the Hasidic Jews, the Sephardic Jews, in general, Orthodox, Orthodox Judaism. I can't think of anybody, Erica, who's ever maintained that this would be a good idea when the only possible solution is a one-state solution. As one rabbi said to me some years ago, there is one God and there is one state solution. And the one state solution is Israel. Or as we say, Eretz Yisrael in, in, in the Hebrew language. That's very interesting, the Jewish piece. I'd like to add a little bit of the evangelical piece. Yeah. Now, in the evangelicals, we agree with the Jews right. on the parameters for that the parameters are laid out in Scripture and the land exactly that's laid out in Scripture is what should belong to Israel. So Israel currently today has less than what it should. But as far as a two-state solution... One of the errors that is being made in our group, and this relates to eschatology and prophecy, is many believe that the peace process is going to lead to a covenant, to a peace treaty. And in our scriptures, we look at this treaty as beginning the period of this revelation, seven-year period of judgments. But where they make an error is they look at every peace initiative between the Palestinians and the Israelis as leading to this. So I want to state from an evangelical perspective, and someone who has authored many books on eschatology, which I have, right. that the Israel that is in Scripture, in the future forecast, is Israel and Jerusalem belonging to the Jews. So in eschatology, right. we do not see a two-state solution. So just as the parameters are laid out yes. in the Torah, they also, we see in prophecy, so a big error that's being made in my community is just accepting the two-state nonsense and not realizing that this is totally non-biblical, not only because of the parameters that God laid out, but also in our eschatology. And it also is not in line with what God would have. Jerusalem is not to be divided, not between the Israelis and Palestinians. It belongs to the Jews. And that 67 war, that miracle war that occurred in Israel, that changed the boundaries of Israel, still, we say, is a great nest. It's a great miracle 
of our time. I think it was a great miracle for world history at the time. And, and you know something? Places like Judah and Samaria have been in Israel's hands since time immemorial. It's not something that's brand new that nobody has ever heard of before. All the commentators point to Israeli sovereignty, the dream of Israeli sovereignty, by the way, the dream of Jerusalem, Yerushalayim. And now it's happening. And that's what makes it so exciting in this era. Yes, but I would like to appeal to evangelicals who are listening to this broadcast or tuning in that the two-state solution is totally non-biblical should not even be written about in any aspect, not even, not, should not at all relate to any future eschatology because that is not the fulfillment of the eschatology. But it is encouraging, Don, that in the future we do see Jerusalem and we see it undivided. So this two-state solution, according to eschatology, our eschatology, not only is not going to happen, but again, is non-biblical. Well said. I know it oh, differs yeah. from yours as well, but I, I again would like to emphasize for evangelicals that they should be advocating for a one-state yeah. solution. And also this should become an issue among the other issues that they are down in Washington lobbying for. And when they're lobbying on behalf of Israel, they should be lobbying also on behalf of a one-state solution, which is completely biblical. Now, I'm not going to cite scriptures in this broadcast, but I feel that it's not necessary. I can state, based on what we see in the forecast, which is Jerusalem, spoken of as Jerusalem. It's not East Jerusalem. It's not right. West Jerusalem. It's not right. East Jerusalem belonging to the Palestinians. Right but we see it in its entirety. As a matter of fact, in the book of Daniel, you have a future leader, which one of your rabbis actually I've listened to agrees that this evil leader is coming and we call this person the Antichrist, but we see him in the time of the end or near the time of the end, according to the book of Daniel, pitching his headquarters at that time in Jerusalem. Again, not a Jeru half Jerusalem, because the other half is part of a Palestinian state, but Jerusalem in its entirety, which belongs to Israel. Outstanding. Well said. <laughs> Did you like that? Because I know that's, we differ. Well, that's why, well, but we that's why... We differ on this topic. I know that. established uh, acclaimed author, and you deserve praise for that. Oh, you're so kind, mm -hmm. Mr. Pravda. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So anyway, um, hopefully this broadcast can act as a call for evangelicals to take up the torch and take up the cause of a one-state solution as much as you're taking up the cause for Israel, the cause for the protection of the Jewish people, and also for Jerusalem. Please, please lobby your politicians to move away from a two-state solution. And by the way, the two-state solution is really the biggest misconception and so much disinformation 
because the Palestinians really don't even want peace. They don't even recognize the nation of Israel. Well, that would be a, a starting point. Acknowledge that Israel is the historical nation of Israel. Acknowledge that currently Israel has achieved greatness, has its own nation, has its a tremendous future, has the entire world is, is standing by and looking what is the future of Israel? It's an incredible story. I think it's, in fact, I think it's a very great time for Israel. It's a very exciting time, and there's so much to look forward to. And people should not be dissuaded by these two-minute news clips on national television about, look what the Israelis did. You know something? The average Israeli would rather be reading a book or going to an advanced graduate program or studying in yeshiva than, in fact, uh, preparing to fight in the army. And, I, and by the way, that includes men and women. There's plenty of ladies in the army and who have sacrificed and who have given their lives. And this continues. Your cousin, your, your brother, your boyfriend, your future husband, they're preparing to fight. And I think that's tragic, but it is necessary. And you and I have also talked about, and you've highlighted to me, the miracles that surround yes. Israel. One of the miracles is for the hatred of the Jews, which is prevalent throughout the world, as well as a hatred for the Jews possessing the land. Israel is now eighth in the world as far as its economy, and it's a very strong nation, strong military, and it is flourishing. And you've talked about this to me as well, the miracles that surround Israel. I mean, realistically, how could any, I really strongly advise people in our audience, take a look on a map what Israel looks like. It's just a speck, it's a dot. Who, who would possibly bet on a nation surrounded by this many enemies in the hundreds of millions? Look at North Africa. Look at the neighbors surrounding them in the Middle East, like Jordan and Egypt and Syria. These are hotbeds for trouble. These are difficult nations. They're very complex nations, always in conflict. And Israel's right in the middle and they and they survive they they thrive i think it's a beacon for the world to see it and is actually israel can be considered a wonder of the world the absolutely. fact that a nation which so many nations want to dictate by the way they want to dictate the is what should be israeli right. law at least when it regards the Palestinians or its own sovereignty over its own nation, but with so much hatred and so many attacks throughout history yeah. against the Jewish people, it's just a miracle, an absolute miracle right. that Israel is as strong as it is today, that despite all the, the enemies, God is still protecting the nation. Right. And I find it very interesting that the the Haredi Jews, which are the pulse of Israel, 
are the most were the most attacked and have the most anti-Semitic attacks. And Hitler literally nearly annihilated them. But yet that group is the most numerous in Israel today with robust numbers. And that also is a miracle of God. And that includes outside of Israel, the Haredim, the Orthodox Jews, those who really keep the, as they say in Hebrew, the mitzvah, who keep the commandments and fulfill them. They're exponentially growing yes, all over the, the world. Yes, the numbers are, are staggering how large including, they become. Including in little Tel Aviv, which is Brooklyn. Uh, little Tel Aviv <laughs> is Brooklyn. Right, and, <laughs> and in Williamsburg, Crown Heights, Borough Park, there's beautiful children all over these neighborhoods. And likewise, in other communities with Orthodox Jews, how there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of growth in population. There's a lot of enthusiasm. More schools are being built, and that does not demean the other communities, who are and those who are affiliated to, in fact, the Reform and Conservative group, and those who are not affiliated at all. We also wish a lot of we say Mazal wish luck and simcha on their children as well. It's not like we're only saying the, the Orthodox do wonderful things. I think it's a time for Jewish miracles all over the world. And I believe uh, there's, there's more Christians on the side of the Jews in Israel than ever before. Of course, we understand there's the other side is not rooting for the Jewish people. So we live in that tension and that balance. Yes, and, and anti-Semitism uh, in these a, last days is on the rise. certain paranoia as well for living as, as a Jew, both mm-hmm. outside of Israel and in, as we say, the Galut, in the, uh, in the Western world. And on an eschatological note, I want to say that based on the prophetic and what's written in the future forecasts, we will see Israel moving towards a one-state solution, and that being the solution concerning the Palestinian issue. Somehow, they will fit within Israel, whether it's a one-state with some laws that would adapt to theirs that don't that could not possibly sink because of their religion with some Jewish laws or a confederation of some sort, or a federate or Israel acting as the federation with, or the Palestinians acting as a state, or as you mentioned on a previous broadcast, like the U.S. Indians. Yes, absolutely. U.S. Indians, well, We'll say Native Americans, how about that? Our Native Americans in this country now have their own sovereign nations. I've been very honored to be at several national conventions. I've, I've been in many uh, Indian tribes. I think it's a great blessing that our Natives, Native Americans have their own territory, their own land. They have a lot of uh, authority and they have... Uh, a much better future at this time. So in relation to the Palestinians, there's varying arrangements and 
ways that this can be figured out. Absolutely. So, folks, I hope you enjoyed this broadcast, found it informative, and be sure to check out our link below for our Amazon store and products that Don recommends from Israel, as well as subscribe to this channel. Stay tuned for more broadcasts. Don, any final words? Uh, thank you. Please keep in contact. We want to hear from you. We're over, very open to your ideas. And shalom, shalom, shalom. Until next time. Time for more from Don Provder and Erica Gray for their twist on world news.